So we're recording everywhere. <clears throat> Welcome to Instructions. I'm Josh. Oh man. I'm Bob. You cleared your throat. Yeah. You hesitate in this game for one second. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Nothing. How are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. How was your Father's Day? Um, it was good. No, <laughs> it was. Uh, it was Father's Day. A, a day. So here's it had the thing. a title. I want to know about your Father's Day as well, but I will say this: I don't want to complain about Father's Day. Okay. But I think from non-fathers, meaning everyone except fathers, there's a misconception as to what Father's Day should be. And I don't Ooh. want to complain, so I don't want to go into it any this further. This is interesting. But about what it should be. Okay. What? 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 I don't know. Elaborate. I don't want to. I don't okay. want to complain. Well, then don't complain. S- ask. Ooh, here we go. This is how you don't complain okay. about something. You <laughs> ask if someone else has the same feeling that you do. So that way, you're trying to... No, it's uh, the same thing. No, it's not, though. <laughs> well, it was good. We um, dropped my daughter off at camp for the first time, first sleepaway camp. This is like camp camp. Yeah. Like yeah. the kind in like horror movies. Camp, no, camp. no, the the, the kind setting in, for most horror the movies. Kind not in, that there's gonna awesome, be like feel masked. good summer movies. That kind of well, not, all horror movies start out as feel good summer movies, <laughs> and then something goes horribly wrong. Not saying that it will. Yeah, thanks for ruining. But like camp, uh, camp. my daughter's camp in my mind now. No, we dropped her off at camp camp for the first time. Yeah, it's like sleepaway camp for a week at a you know in dorms or in uh, cabins. That's cool. Yeah. Did you ever do anything like that? I did a few times. Um, when I was about her age, probably in the 9, 10 range. And then in high school, we went to like youth camp. It was like a church camp. And mm-hmm. it was always on a, it was called Centrifuge. <clears throat> and it was always on a, a college campus. Well, not always, usually on a college campus. So we would stay in their dorms and it was in the yep. summer. So, you know, most of them weren't occupied. Um how was your experience with church camp? Because uh, well, I went one time, and it was also on a college campus, staying in the dorms while all the students were gone. And it was debauchery. Ours was never like that. Ours was always really good. That's good. Yeah. Centrifuge, I don't know how it is now or if it's even still happening, but at the time, when I was in high school, it was a really well-run uh thing on a bunch of different campuses all over the country at the same time, like all summer long, they would have a campus and they would just like week after week, they have a different group of kids there. And I learned a lot and I met a lot of friends. <coughs> um, yeah, it was, it was good. I liked That's that good. camp. I'm, I'm glad that it wasn't all church camps. Cause man, that was crazy. It was lawless anarchy. Hmm. And then like, Oh, you got to meet at the auditorium this time for, like, you know, your group activities, and then they would have, like, a big um, communal, like, music number or something going on. But most of the time, it was like, all right, you have to be at X amount, or X place at this time in the morning, and then after dinner, you're kind of left to your own advices. And it was huh. uh, raunchy. No, we raunchy didn't. Raunchy old church camp. I mean, you know, it's possible that there was stuff happening that I wasn't a part of, I guess. That's always a possibility. Yeah. But... Ours was pretty well chaperoned, and we were kind of busy the whole time. So I don't think, you know, there was some free time, but we, there wasn't a lot of time for us to get in trouble, I guess. Anyway, we, uh, we dropped her off at camp, 
<clears throat> which was kind of a big deal because it's just like our first kid to go off to some sort of sleepaway camp. Not a, not like I was worried about it or Did anything. You get sad? It was just no, no. Okay. I mean, I was happy for her. I was glad that she was going to do something with one of her best friends, and there were a few people there that she knew. But most of the girls at the camp, she's not going to know, so she'll get to meet new people. And it was a performing arts camp, and she's really into that uh, in different ways. So I think she was interested in going for a couple of different reasons. Which was cool. So yeah. she gets back tomorrow. I'm looking forward to that. But we dropped her off. And then um, then the thing that is Father's Day that I'm not a fan of started. And this is not a complaint. I don't want to complain. It is a complaint. But I don't want to complain. You're venting. I'm, I don't want to vent, though. I don't want to be like that, like, oh, poor me. I'm dead. Who? Well, I'm sure you're probably not the only person I had this experience. No, but all right. So my wife is awesome. And she wanted that day... To be like, I don't make a big deal out of these days. Sorry. Hi, Anthony Stelfone. How are you? Anthony just got a text message from someone. Um, she wanted me to be able to do what I wanted mm-hmm. on that day with my family. Yeah. So I think that's where it breaks down. The intention is wonderful. Right. But the problem is, like, Execution. if you are if you are surrounded by your young kids, and I think this probably gets better as they get a little bit older and more mature. If you're surrounded by your young kids, you have a responsibility to them, no matter what you want to do. At least, I think reasonable people, maybe terrible fathers, don't feel that way. But so you have a responsibility, and so you can't just take a day and be like, "Oh, we're gonna do whatever I want, and the rest of you can just deal with it." Yeah. Because they're going to complain about whatever they don't want to do sometimes. And that's going to make what you want to do not fun. All that's being, I, I, uh, what's the word? I hedged what I wanted to do, how I would have spent my day if I didn't have to take care of anybody else. And, uh, instead just tried to think about like, well, what's everybody going to, what can we do that everybody's going to enjoy? We'll have fun. Maybe it's not really what I want to do, but it's I still have to make the decision because it's my day, apparently. I would have rather, I think, in the long term, just been like, hey, let's all think of something fun that everybody will enjoy today, and let's go do that. And not feel the pressure of, like, you have to come up with something on your own that mm-hmm. everybody's going to enjoy, because that's what it felt like. Stop messing up Dad's day. <laughs> yeah. And it was really funny because they would, the kids would, they, they've been arguing a lot lately. I guess it's summertime. But they would be in arguing, and then one of them would look over and see me like about to explode, and be like, "Oh, oh, you're ruining Father's Day for your dad to like your brother." <laughs> and I'm like, "No, man, one. no, you're all doing oh. it." <laughs> That's pretty good. So anyway, I, be more considerate of father. Yeah, and so at the end of the day, we we did stuff, and we had a good time, and we played games, and we had ice cream, and we you know whatever. Um, at the end of the day, it was like they all came in from playing outside. It's kind of late. They should be in bed. But I had told him, like, you come in, we'll pick a show, and we can all watch something together. So we get in there, and Jenny says, all right, everybody sit down. It's up to Daddy, whatever he wants to watch. And I mm. was, like, done with my decisions at that point. I was like, nope, no, yeah, I don't want no. this. Nope. I, I will watch whatever you guys want. You guys get to pick. And I I'd said it in a way that probably made her feel bad, and I really didn't mean for that to happen, but... At that point in the day, I was just like, I don't want to make any more decisions. I mean, to be totally truthful, Father's Day and Mother's Day, for that matter, 
should be like a chance for the that person to like not have any responsibility, a day off, because we all have mm. so much responsibility all the time. So I don't know that I do this well enough for my wife on Mother's Day, but I should. She should be uh, free of responsibility and yeah. guilt and everything. Like she should be, if she wants to be with the family, great, but she should not feel bad for even a split second about like going to do whatever she wants on her own without having to worry about any of us. Um, I took all the kids to the zoo, yeah. all of our kids, just me and the kids to the zoo for Mother's Day one year. Just mm. like, you need to leave your mother alone. Yeah. I, because I think I, when we're all honest with each other, I, I love my children, but what I want more than like a new tie or a, a hammer is for everybody <laughs> to just hammer. be cool. I think that's, yeah. Just chill. Yeah. Please. Like if we could sit down and we're going to have a briefing. This is Father's Day. What I want for Father's <laughs> Day. I love your scribble marker pictures. I love your your dad with the D's backwards. I love it. But what I really want is for you guys just to be cool. Please. I don't want any. And that's was my Father's Day. I don't know what we did. Uh, we went swimming a lot. But it was it was a chill day. That's awesome. And it was magical. That's great. But it was also my son's birthday, my middle son's birthday. And so my wife kind of did the same thing. She's like, okay. Uh, she does a thing where if it's your birthday, like you get to pick breakfast. You get to make like the decisions and mm -hmm. stuff for like meals and, and things like that. So she kept saying, kind of like your wife did. She's like, it's whatever Isaac and, and daddy want today. I'm like, nope. <laughs> It's not what I want. Yeah. I'm being a realist. I'm not being a curmudgeon. I'm being a realist. Yeah. Because the five-year-old and the 34-year-old want two very different things about today. And you're mature enough to not get what you want and be okay. Whereas a child, well, um, <laughs> you can defer that a little bit. A I can harbor it. I can harbor okay. it inward <laughs> right. that I'm not getting what I want. Yeah. Um, and just <laughs> That's funny. let it be okay on face value. But- yeah, I'm like, just, just give the boy what he wants. Just let him pick what he wants. Let him have a good day because my day will be good if let the they boy are wash your grandma. fine. Did you ever see that skit? No. <laughs> it's an SNL skit about letting the boy wash your grandma. <laughs> no. <laughs> it, yeah, you'll have to watch it. It okay. won't make any sense for me. It was Adam Sandler and Chris Farley about this kid who wanted to do chores, but he wanted to bathe somebody's grandma or something. I don't hmm. remember. Anyway. Uh, yeah, but that's ultimately what I wanted more than anything. I wanted a day where nobody screamed at each other over dumb things, where everybody was just fine. Like, you guys want to go play? You guys want to play by yourselves with each other and enjoy it? Like, that's a magical rarity that I would like to have today. And, the, and you had it? For the most part. I think toward the end of the day, people started kind of losing it. And it might have been they were hangry or they were sleepy or they were whatever. But for the most part, Father's Day was really chill. That's awesome. And that's what I wanted. That's great. I mean, if there were some Legos in there. I mean, I bought. Okay, so the set that you're making, the Apollo 11, I bought that for myself. And I think I bought it for myself for Father's Day. So that's my bad. But that's all I wanted was just not like the serene, tranquil, peace and quiet away from my family. Like, I want to be with my family. I love my yeah. family. I just want my family to chill. Yeah, I think that's part of it for me when I say, like, leave people alone. I think it's really, it's not being by yourself. It's yeah, not I, having the responsibility of having to, like, break up I fights. I want to like, discipline, discipline anybody yeah. today. Yeah. 
I'm with Please. you. Please. Yeah. I'm can glad you yours was like that. That's great. Check yourselves <laughs> so that I can enjoy myself today. <laughs> and, I mean, it was it was um, my son's birthday, so I was very cognizant of that. He had his birthday party the day before, so and he's five. So the differentiation between, like, this is your party and this is your birthday is still pretty vague. Yeah, it becomes a weekend. Kind yeah. Of thing. And so, yeah. like, that day actually belonging kind of to him, he was – Whatever, he had his party, and he was happy, and he was playing with his toys, and it was great. Yeah. Uh, we went swimming in the pool most of the day, which was awesome. Um, they have a, My middle son has a thing where he doesn't want to get in the pool unless I'm in the pool. We talked about this last time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no way, bro. You're five now. Oh. Like, it's big boy time. You got this. You can do it. And he did. Nice. And then I got in a couple times, and that water was freezing. <laughs> You're like, good job, like, son. Oh, boy, I don't want to be in this water. <laughs> But yeah, it was it was okay. That's cool. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that. And so I don't know if there's like a. I'm gonna open this bag really quick. This set's going a lot faster than I thought. It's, it's very small. It's a tiny one. Um, but I know that there's lots of like Father's Day gift guides, and Amazon has some that'll be emailed out, and lots of magazines and things, and all the big box stores think that. I mean, it's nice to have like sales on tools and stuff, but I think they're really missing, and you can't really commercialize non-disciplinary family time. I think maybe that's a Netflix thing that Netflix should like, Ooh, should have that's a good idea. programming. That's like, if you want your father's day to be chill, here are just some movies that you can put on with your kids that are not ridiculous, that are not terrible that you might enjoy with them. Maybe, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. they can just be occupied. Yeah. But it's definitely, I mean, drills are nice and all, but it's not a drill that I want for father's day. <laughs> Yeah, I'm with you. I would not have minded to spend time with everybody, and I didn't mind. I mean, I'm not trying to say it was terrible or anything, but, like, I think I would have enjoyed it more if I just didn't have to discipline. And that's probably a big condition of their age range right now and the fact that, excuse me, they're, you know, kind of fresh into summer break from school, and so they're spending way more time together than they're used to. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of headbutting conflict. Yeah. yeah. Proximity conflict. Which I'm I'm not like we're having a hard time with that. And I think they'll get better at it. Luckily this week, two of the boys are well, my daughter's at camp. Two of the boys are doing a camp here in town that's like a eight to two thirty kind of school day type camp. Kind of a maker camp thing, which is really cool. But so it splits them up a little bit. So hopefully the evenings this week will be like, hey, we get to play together again. Yeah. Let's don't hate each other. Um, but we'll see. Do you think that that is like an, uh, they don't have a chance to miss each other? I don't know that it's that, but it's like around maybe, but I think in the summer, at least for us, we do a lot of like, you guys go outside and entertain yourselves. Yeah. We're not going to, we're not, like you said before, we're not going to be your, you know, planning committee, go do something, figure it out. And because I think it's important and I think they can and should be able to do that. Um, but I think a lot of times they get out in that environment and they can't figure out what to do. And so they start just playing some random thing that not everybody wants to play. And then somebody gets aggravated and then the game kind of goes awry because somebody's aggravated. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's just like this downhill thing. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think it's that they don't miss each other. I think they're just not used to spending time, that much time around each other and they have to like, put up with the boredom with other people who are bored and it turns into fighting and stuff. I also think my youngest son is at an age where he's, 
He's older than, so he's not like the littlest. I mean, he is the littlest one, but he's not like a little kid anymore. He's mm-hmm. a kid, but he's not really sure how to do it. What do you mean? Like <clears throat> the older boys and my daughter have been through uh, following an older one around and just kind of like, I'm happy to do whatever you tell me. You want to play this game? Sure, I'll play with you. Hmm. You know, whatever. And then they've grown into the thing where they're the one coming up with the ideas or they're the one with the interest in something. And I think he's past that, I'll follow you around and do whatever you want phase. But he's the youngest, so nobody like, he can't come up with an idea and everybody's like, yeah, that sounds good. Let's do it. Ah, he's just stuck yeah. there. He's vying for vi- uh, uh, validity in what he's trying to, yeah, to do. kind of. And I think he's Validation. he's not at the age where he really stands up for himself yet. So if something goes away he doesn't want or he gets hurt, then he's still in the, like, I got a tattletale thing. Mm. But he's too old to do that, and he should kind of deal with it and figure out, you know, how to deal with it himself. So I just think he's in kind of a weird maturity spot there. But Well, they were over at my out. house the other day, and <clears throat> uh, your youngest son and my my youngest son, they had a blast. They were building Legos. Yeah. They were having a good old time. Yeah, I think people closer to his age, he probably doesn't have that quite as much with, you know. Um. Well, it's funny, like, the age ranges that our kids have, which is not terrible. Like, it's not really drastic. Um, which one of my kids get excited about which one of your kids? Yeah. Then it changes. Yeah, yeah. Kind of depends on what they're playing or what they're into. Because yeah. they have Because you would think, like, the, the similar age ranges kind of match up. And that's usually not the case. And yeah. it's not consistent. Yeah. They're like, oh, is so-and-so coming over? Oh, is this one coming over? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I mean, they all kind of are. Yeah, it's kind of weird. And even, like, within my kids, they're six. Oh, gosh. I've forgotten how old they are. Six, eight, ten, and eleven. Which sounds like they're probably all into similar stuff. But the interest level and stuff and how you play and what your how you want to spend your time in that range of five years, six years, is huge. Yeah. And so there are certain times of the day where they can all be together and, like, they can figure out a game to play or something, but the rest of the time they are just going in different directions and they're just not into the same thing. And I think as my oldest is going into junior high this year, middle school, whatever they call it now, um, I think think, uh, that spread's probably going to open up a little bit more. Because right now, you know, after fifth grade, he's like, I'm still an elementary school kid, and I'm still mm-hmm. into all the same stuff. But as soon as he hits that middle school, this is, this is a guess. cool anymore. Yeah. I think there's changes that are going to start happening with him, and that's going to push that separation a little bit further. I could be wrong there. I wonder kinda, how that's going to be hope between wrong, your oldest son and my oldest son. I don't know. I mean, he's my oldest is not mature <laughs> in any way. He shouldn't be. He's still a kid. I don't know that he, all of the parts that I look at him, hmm, the things about him that I see as immature or youngs, I think are going to be there for a while. And that's fine. I don't mean that in a negative way. But I don't think he's going to all of a sudden turn super cool. But I think he's just going to be into different stuff over the next couple of years. And my, the other kids are still going to be kind of in that same area that they are now. The elementary school. Right. You know. I don't know. We'll see how it turns out. I could be way off. I've never had kids before, so <laughs> who knows? What if he thinks that dinosaurs aren't cool anymore? Oh, boy. 
I don't think that's possible, to be honest. He is such a dinosaur nerd. I can't imagine that would even ever change. But Well, what else is going on? What are you working on, by the way? We didn't talk about that. I'm putting together this... This is the first of these, like, Lego Star Wars... It's not really a mini set. It's a it's like an in-between thing. It has two... Because Lego used to come out with a really small, single-ship... Microfighters. Right. That's they call This them. is not a microfighter. I don't know what the box says that this... Oh, it says it's a microfighter. I guess it's a dual set of microfighters. So it has the escape pod and the big walking lizard <clears throat> that came it's with a the release. <laughs> but I like the escape pod. It's called a dewback. Okay, it's called a dewback. That's great. I'm, I'm proud of you for knowing that. <laughs> Thanks. I always like the escape pod because this thing seems really insignificant. Insignificant. Well, stumbled on the word. Yep. But like without this little thing escaping the oh. the blockade runner, the whole thing would have been a bust. Uh, that's true. And so that's why uh, the naming convention for all of the computers and stuff we have here are all after Star Wars ships. Mm-hmm. And so mine's called the escape pod. And hmm. I have a little affinity for it. So there it is. There's C-3PO and R2 riding on a disproportioned <laughs> yeah. escape pod. They're riding on top of it instead of inside of it. Yeah, this is like the little thing you put quarters on outside of the grocery store. Yeah, it is. That I don't really think exists much anymore. I haven't seen those in for a very long time. My oldest son saved up some change that we had, and he was really excited about going to get a gumball when we went to get a haircut. He forgot it, and he got all angry. So I borrowed a quarter from Anthony, and I was like, all right, I'm going to make his day. So I gave him the quarter. He got excited, and we walked up, and there's nothing in any of the, <laughs> the little machines. The candy <laughs> machines are bone dry. <laughs> it's like, funny. Well, like I this Mexican nice. restaurant that we go to on occasion, uh, they have, like in the little entryway, there's like one of those big blocks of, you know, 20 gumball machines mm-hmm. just full of junk. And it's all 50 cents. And so every time we say we're going to go get Mexican food, they're all like, oh, I got to get my quarters. And I'm like, man, don't waste your quarters. You throw away like 2 or $3 on pieces of plastic that you'll lose before we even get home. But And like candy that's been in there for oh, that stuff is treasure. 10 years. But man, they love it. I saw, a, I think it was a Vice or a Vox um, YouTube video about a guy in New York and New Jersey who... Um, Stocks those machines like that was that's his career, huh? Yeah, wow. And he was talking about the boom when they had these uh these little cartoon figurines based on like I don't know these California type like uh homies, yeah, the little homies. Oh, yeah, I remember homies. Well, he was talking about the homies boom, which was a, a really <laughs> weird thing. Um, <laughs> It was super strange, and how he was like making tons of money, and he made no money, and now he's going around like getting like twenty dollars off of these mm-hmm. things where he used to get like hundreds, and it was kind of sad. I met a guy one time uh, through YouTube who owns a bunch of bait uh, bait machines, like vending machines that sell live bait. Hmm. He lives up north, <clears throat> and so the it's like seasonal. Because obviously you well, can't I have, imagine so, yeah. yeah. I think he was in Michigan or something. But that always seemed like such an interesting thing. Like it was a company, like he had a legitimate big, not a big company, but he had a lot of these machines and he had multiple trucks that would drive around and refill them and deliver machines and stuff. But then in the winter, it was like he had nothing. Yeah, it's it kind of like, a feast or famine kind of deal. It just seemed like, like a, the fireworks industry. Yeah, that's true. 
they probably make so much money this time of year in the U.S. I don't know about the rest of the world, but uh, I'm missing a piece. I don't looks remember like fireworks in the rest of the world. I mean, I remember living in, in Belgium, and I remember the, the NATO base that I worked on had a fireworks display <clears> on 4th <throat> of July because it was NATO, and NATO is run by the U.S. government. A majority of all the leadership and stuff has to be U.S. government. So they had, like, celebrations of other people's holidays, but, I mean, none of them are quite as flamboyant as 4th of July. Yeah. But I always wondered, like, are they even going to do that? And they did. And then, yeah, I don't know what other holidays anybody else over there had fireworks. Well, I mean, I know, like, in some of the Asian countries, there are a lot of fireworks in the celebrations. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if that's, like, a consumer-type deal. Oh, if it's just like a spectator thing and for people who are capable or licensed yeah. to be able yeah, to I, I don't handle think. explosives. Huh. Not in America. That's right. <laughs> Anybody can handle pretty much anything. Although at one time, uh, at least here in Kentucky, you couldn't buy like a certain grade of firework. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like you could only buy the cheap stuff and like bottle rockets. And <clears throat> so when we lived in Georgia, every time we would come up here for Fourth of July... Uh, we would stop in Tennessee because you could buy the good stuff, and I would always buy hundred bucks worth of these explosions, and then bring them up, and then that made me the cool uncle. Yep, that's so. it's the the best way. Yeah, it was the same way in Florida for a while. We had a lot of wildfires, and mm -hmm. majority, and it's really dry in the summer down there anyway. And a lot of the good fireworks uh, were banned, but then you could drive right up. Where we lived, the town that was on the Florida and Alabama border was called, guess what? Florala. That Florida, was actually the name of the Florida, town. Alabama, yeah. I always thought that was just like a generic term for no. that area. No. Wow. It's called Florala, Alabama. Wow. Okay, cool. My mother-in-law lives there, owns an antique store. So if you're anywhere near Florala, Alabama, man, that's just like a weird <laughs> gumball. Alabama. It's like you got a bunch of But it's in Alabama, not in Florida? Yep. It's right over the line. There's not really a city... On the Florida side, it's in the county where I grew up. It's just like the woods. And if it does have a name, it's because it's somebody wrote it on one of those tiny little green signs that the government <laughs> makes. There's not like a store or anything. It's just like the woods with random houses. Huh. And I think there's a, a liquor store. Of course there is. Yeah. And it's Florida, so it's probably drive through <laughs> But yeah, I used to go up there and get all the good fireworks because you cross over the border and there's a lake and then like the stopped light. That was less than a quarter mile from the border is where the fireworks store was. Yeah. Well, in Georgia and South Carolina, it was the same way. Like Savannah was, there was a river in between Savannah and South Carolina. So you could basically throw a Frisbee across the river and get in South Carolina. And so people would drive right across the bridge. And the only thing right there in that little area were like strip clubs and fireworks stores. Mm. And so that's where everybody went for those things. And you come right back to Georgia. Seemed kind of silly. I remember one year. <clears throat> I had throat. to be. It had to have been the year 2000. It was the Y2K big party that we had at uh, my friend's house. We went to we went to Florala and got probably like $200 worth of fireworks. <laughs> weird. With his neighbor or with his somebody. I don't know. I went with him. These big, massive things that were in these packs. And they had a lake in their, in their backyard and they had a big dock. And... I remember my dad being a fireman and everybody was out there having a good time and whoever was lighting off fireworks would light them off. And then like a spark or something landed in the box oh, of fireworks really, and just like went crazy and started shooting all over the place and everybody started running and freaking out. 
And uh, I forgot who it was, but someone like braved the the barrage and ran out onto the dock and like tried to kick it into the water. But they didn't flip it over. They just kicked it. And so then it became like a floating <laughs> fireworks launching apparatus. It cool. was amazing. So good. <laughs> and I remember everybody was freaking out because they're like, no, you guys can't leave. Because, I mean, I was in high school in the year 2000. So, like, you can't go anywhere because they were still somewhat weirdly afraid of the Y2K bug, like, ruining all the stop line or stop signs or stop lights hmm. or people looting. I don't know. But they were like, no, you guys need to just stay here. Don't go anywhere. Let's stay safe. Yeah. That's fine. Around the, the fireworks that are attacking <laughs> everyone. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, one time a few years ago when I would know, buy those fireworks and I would come back here and I would always set them off because I was a cool uncle. My brother's cool too, but I would always, you know, want to set them off. And it was dark. We would wait till it was dark out there. And sometimes I would have a flashlight and sometimes I wouldn't. And so we got those big mortars <clears throat> and I'd set off several of them. Yeah. So you, yeah. you take this ball, this mortar ball, it has a big long wick and you drop it down inside this tube that comes with like a mortar tube. Drop it down there. You hang the wick over the side, you light the wick, and then you run away. It explodes. The only place it can go is up, out the tube. Right? Path right? of least resistance. Yeah. And these things are a ball with a cap on the bottom. And so somehow, after doing several of these, I put one in there and lit it and apparently got it upside down. Ooh. So instead of going up, it just exploded. <laughs> like 15 yeah. feet from me on the ground and everybody was wrapped around us. Like, it, you know, everybody was in like a big circle around this kind of launch area. It was one of the loudest things I've ever heard mm-hmm. in my life. Because it was just right there and nobody was expecting it. Everybody's like looking up, like waiting for, okay, here it comes. And then just this, you know, shaking every part of your body right there. It yeah, because the mortars have, it's a ball with like a little cylinder sticking out of the bottom. Yeah. yeah and that cylinder cap. is the part that, the propellant that will launch it up in the air. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> it wasn't a lot of fun. And then one time when I was actually here at this house, uh, I was setting off um, black cats. Yeah, you know, the ones the that like, are all crackers. connected and just like snap really loud. Yeah, but I was yeah. doing them one at a time. And I remember we're sitting on the gazebo, which is still back there. I was sitting there with my grandfather and my grandmother. And I remember my grandmother saying, don't light the ones with short fuses because you won't have time to throw it. And I'm like, no, I'm good. And I lit this one, and before I could even get the lighter away from the thing, it exploded in my hand. Mm. Ouch. And, yeah, and just, it had, like, a weird kind of shock feeling because it was just all that in, in between two fingers. And it felt like my like my whole arm had been electrically shocked hmm. for a while. And it was really loud. But it wasn't a bad explosion or anything. It just I remember that one pretty vividly. Now, knowing that, are you going to let your kids play with black hats? Not for a long time. I remember the first time I bought fireworks by myself. Because I mean, my my parents were very <clears throat> safety conscious. My mom was a nurse. My dad was a fireman. So they were aware of all the things that could hurt me. And they had had all the terrible stories about you know the time they had to save somebody. Or this kid came in with no fingers. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> that sounds bad. But I'm not. I'm way smarter and better and you know not as dumb as whoever that person was. And I would go to uh, my aunt and my uncle's house and spend the summers up there. And they were super relaxed. They didn't care about much of anything. And so I'd buy, like, a whole bunch of fireworks and light them off and do all the rebellious things that 
my parents were too safety conscious to let me do. Then I joined the army. <laughs> Did a bunch of crazy, <laughs> stupid things. It's kind of weird that, like, I guess this happens with every generation. But I remember so many things as a kid. Not like, I, and I was a good kid. I mean, I didn't do terrible things, and I, I wasn't overly dangerous. But I just remember a lot of things that potentially could have been bad. And my parents never, like, stopped me. They didn't, well, that's not true. I remember a lot of things that didn't get stopped. Did, there wasn't a concern for me lighting fireworks. There wasn't a concern for me riding my bike all around the entire town by myself oh, yeah. at, like, eight or nine years old. Yeah. And when I think about those same things for my kids, I'm like, there is no way. Give my kid an explosive and some fire? Are you crazy? See, there's so them. many people that think that that's, like, the downfall of a generation. <clears throat> that's like They call it helicopter parents. And I don't know if it's this negative attribute that that we as modern parents have, or if it's just like that seems dangerous. It's like an awareness, like, maybe instead of yeah, yeah, you know, because things in life have gotten. I think uh, you're able to see all of those horror stories or the things that want to give you pause when you know our parents may not have thought it was a big deal, or may not just have known that. Like, oh, seatbelts in cars. Like, I didn't have seatbelts in my car when I was a kid, so why should anybody else care about seatbelts? Yeah. Like, our friends had the station wagon that had, like, the backpack in mm-hmm. it where, like, you'd look backwards. Yep. And now people think that that's dangerous. And I remember, like, the Tesla has seats that face backwards in it. The, the Model S, you can get, like, a crazy third oh, row right. where you put people in the trunk. Yeah, and it just, like, sits backwards. Huh. I mean, I wonder if that's, like, if there's an awareness. Well, I don't even know how to say this. But, like, I wonder if it's... We all survived. So I don't think it's necessarily bad to be more aware. And obviously we can see more of the world in real time than we could at that time. And so that's probably why people are more afraid of it. But I, I don't even know how to say that. We can be more aware without being overly protective. Now, I don't know how to do that, but I would like to do that because I would like for my kids to have the freedom to screw up and to explore mm-hmm. and not – I don't want to helicopter them. I also don't want them to die. Yeah, I'm a big fan of them not dying. So I'm not sure what the thing is there. I guess it's, you know, case by case, teaching them how to make responsible choices by themselves and then hoping that they will do that when they have the opportunity to do something that could otherwise be stupid. I remember. I think so. I think that's the point. I think that's a really good point. But see, I was a pretty good kid. And I remember as a senior in high school, standing on top of somebody's car going down the road at, like, probably 50, 60 miles an hour. More than once. Hmm. That's stupid. I easily could be splatted all over the side of a road. And I was pretty smart. <laughs> and yeah, so but like, you're a teenager, though. Like, the- well, I know, but, I mean, like, my kids, even if I... When I think about something like that, that's just, like, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't bad. It was just really, really unwise. Yeah, and I'm I can't stop them from doing that because I didn't do that with my parents' permission or anything. But it's I just and wisdom comes with experience, and I think that you can't fault somebody for not being wise in the moment when they're trying to figure it out. Yeah, um, I mean, you talked about the car. I remember we used to we used to play a game. It didn't have a name, but we used to take the big trash cans that you know the ones you have out there that have the big wheels on them that you pull down to the yeah. to the driver. Well, we would get inside somebody would get inside the trash can and then somebody else would take their car and not at like super fast speeds uh, a friend of mine had a driveway that like sloped down 
So we would just like put the car in neutral and just hit the person in the trash can and see how far the trash can would go. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and so I think wow. to, to my parents <laughs> who are listening to this now, I could say like up to that point, even with that stupidity, I was the one who was like, well, uh, you could probably die in this, this, and potentially this kind of way. Let's mitigate this by like, ooh, let's put some pillows in there. Mm. Like, let's wrap them up in okay. a in like, a if you're comforter. gonna do it. Yeah. What's the so I was way? that kid, okay. and I think that my parents' safety consciousness um, probably not. They're like, well, I knew a kid who did it because I could always say that I was not ever going to be that kid. But like their thought process and things seemed to kind of rub off. Like I was able mm-hmm. to still do something incredibly stupid, but mitigate it in a way that would be the least dangerous while still being stupid. Yeah. But yeah, I think that, I that that set me up really well for life because life is just a whole bunch of crazy, dangerous potential moments. And if you stop and you're able to kind of, in a way, weave your way through the potential hazards and address them as best you can and then just kind of go for it. Like, that's why bungee jumping and skydiving and those things exist. Like, those things are extremely dangerous and ridiculous. Why would somebody do that? Like, well, it's pretty fun and you learn a lot about yourself. But – I'm not going to jump off of the bridge without the bungee thing attached to me. And I right. want to yeah. make sure the bungee thing is attached to me properly. And Yeah. So well, I, I think I, maybe then not being risk averse or going like, no, don't do that. Don't do any of that stuff. Like, you could get hurt. Don't do it. It's like if, if your drive to do this thing is so great, let's do this together. But let's look at all of the ways that you could die or be maimed or make me spend money on a hospital visit. Like, let's focus on those things. Right. And then if you've addressed enough of them, I'm like, well, you know, just live your life, buddy. Have at it. I think that's an ideal way to think about it. And I agree. But when I think about the, those few really dangerous, dumb things that I did, there was none of that. Mm. There was me being a good kid, a smart kid. And then just at some point thinking, this seems, like a, this seems like a good idea. And there's nothing about that that's a good idea, to be on top of a car going that fast on a curvy road, and I can still picture it. <laughs> like, was it awesome? It was, it was awesome. There Did you go. ever see Teen Wolf? Yeah. It was that. Oh, okay. But on a curvy back road <laughs> in Kentucky that you just don't – you shouldn't do that. Don't ever do that. I, I don't think I've ever told the eggplant story. I don't know. Okay, so I was in high school, and it was Halloween, and – uh, a friend of mine had a car, and I think I was maybe 15 and he was 16, so we were out driving with, like, a bunch of other people. And I, I remember I was in the middle of the back seat, and we were going to – they had two rival middle schools, and we had left the one, and we were like, let's go TP the high school and go do crazy teenage hijinks. And so we went to, like – Hijinks. Yeah. We knew that Walmart had cameras and stuff, so we went to the IGA. Do you ever have an IGA? Yeah. The, like – garbage kind of grocery store on the (laughs) edge of town so we went to the iga and we bought like a bunch of toilet paper and again someone was like yo we we have to you know supplement this with some regular items as to not you know erase Mm. suspicion so we had like a gallon of milk and then somebody put an eggplant on the conveyor belt with the eggs and toilet paper which is super stupid and so we were like throwing eggs at things being dumb Something I would I would be extremely angry if I caught my son doing, but I remember we went to this middle school and like doing donuts in the new grass they put out there, and 
We got out, and people were, like, throwing eggs. They had this big glass, like, facade. And I remember the one kid who was, like, the bad kid in the group. Everybody else was pretty mild-mannered. Like, took this gallon of milk and, like, that Banksy drawing of, like, the dude about to throw that Molotov cocktail, but it's, like, the the flower. He did that with a gallon of milk. Ooh. Probably about 25 feet in the air. It was pretty impressive (laughs) on all things. And I'm like, oh, man, that's going right through that window. And it just, like, blew it exploded all over the front rain milk down the whole side of this thing and then some other people throwing eggs and i are like oh man and you see these headlights coming at us we're like oh no somebody's on us we got to get out of here so we start this like crazy high speed chase through like the dirt roads in this small town that we lived in and finally got away from somebody we're like oh man i think we're good let's go home and not five seconds after we leave this parking lot that we dipped into, like, the police pulled us over. Mm. And the one bad kid who threw the milk was like, just go, man. He can't catch us. Just go. <laughs> we can live forever. Yeah, like, shut up, guy who <laughs> sells his Ritalin to all the kids at school. Like, shut up. <laughs> and so we had to go back there. And they had, like, the principal and the all the other people and that got called in. And I remember my mom. <laughs> I love my mom. All the guys were freaking out. And I, I didn't really care that much, honestly. But the one kid's dad was, like, screaming at his face. And then the other kid's dad showed up. And, and my mom was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I was in the back of the car. I was kind of along for the ride. I didn't really try to stop it. But honestly, I didn't really do much of anything. And so she wasn't super mad because I was honest with my mom. I could always have this thing where I could, I could tell her the truth. And it was a relationship that we had that I'm trying to foster with my kids. But I remember she looks over and she starts kind of giggling. Because there's, there's these four cops that are like some – the resource officer people and the principal are looking up at the window and trying to get an assessment. And they're looking at all the eggs and you see all these flashlights. And there's like four cops standing around with their flashlight on the ground in a, in a circle looking at this squashed eggplant. <laughs> and my mom is like, what is that? Ooh. And I just start laughing and this cop starts screaming at me because I'm laughing. Oh, yeah. Do you think this is funny? And I'm like – I mean, come on, like <laughs> for real. And my mom is trying not to laugh. And I'm like, this is the moment where I know that my mom absolutely loves me. And I can tell her anything. And so she's laughing as much like this is a stupid eggplant. Somebody threw at the side of a middle school yeah. on Halloween. <laughs> Dumbest sentence, right? And that was pretty good. I remember we got community service. And so we had to go clean up that middle school. Like after our high school class, we had to just walk over there and, and the janitor was super cool. That guy didn't care. He gave us these big leaf blowers. And so we would just like put trash and Coke bottles inside these big industrial backpack leaf blowers and just like launch them across the gymnasium <laughs> and ride the Zamboni thing around the school. Ooh. Man, it was so much fun. That was the best community service. I did not learn my lesson at all. <laughs> but that, man, that eggplant thing, like it was the, the dumbest, like just shenanigans. There yeah. was nothing else to it. Yeah. There was no ill intent. We didn't hate anybody. There was no violence. It was just dumb yeah and she could see that and i'm glad that the administrators could see that and i think all in all like no one's hurt there's no property damage which i mean idiot could have broken that thing but yeah like, could and i would have ratted on that moron because that dude is straight up just stupid i'm like that <laughs> dumb dumb face right over there threw a gallon of milk through a window because he's an idiot and couldn't mitigate didn't think about physics and all the other things like an egg on the wall, like, oh, it's just going to make a mess. You can yeah, clean that up. Like, right. you smash some windows. Like, that's taxpayer money. So Come I on. remember when I was growing up, there was there was a lot of egging and a lot of TP, mm-hmm. a lot of that. But there was this one time that I heard about, and I wasn't there, but I heard about it, where 
they took it, it was our band director. Thanks, <clears throat> Yeah, your, your plaque is on. Wrong. Well, it's okay. I figured it could be turned. Sorry, so your band director. I, so I didn't really worry about that. Band director. They thought it would, somebody thought it would be funny to whatever man. It's a sticker. <laughs> it doesn't accurate. matter. There, is that better? Your band director's happy now. Please continue. Uh, band director, somebody thought it would be funny to take slices of bologna and polka dot his car. So he comes out and there's slices of bologna everywhere on every body panel, which destroys the clear coat. So many things destroy clear coat that you don't know when you're in high school. Yeah. The girls' soccer team put gummy bears all over this dude's car, his black car, and it melted Aww. all over the and like destroyed his car. And they were so <clears throat> like they got in big trouble and all this. And I bet. I would I would venture to say that most adolescents, um, just discipline that need to be dished out is just being unfamiliar with how things react to clear coats <laughs> on yeah. people's cars. <laughs> you should have to. Uh, have chemistry class like earlier yeah. in school so you realize See, if they would have taught that in chemistry then people would have paid more attention how to destroy other people's clear no, coat on their cars like, look kiddos baloney has some crazy acids in it that's going to eat away at your 89 toyota tercel so don't put it on there yeah but it was funny though i mean the reason i brought that, that up is really funny it, it was funny but it was also terrible because it ruined the paint on a car and that's sad yeah, but it, that that takes it over the line from, like, you can wash the egg off to yeah. now somebody has to pay for paint. What is that sound? That's the new printer in there. I think oh, it's done. Okay, okay so let, let's do some prep work because our kids are not immune from being oh, stupid man, teenagers. I don't want to do this. Ugh. Okay. Mr. Claggett, <laughs> oh, this no. is Officer Davis, <sighs> your son, and his hooligan friend, the Price Boy, <laughs> were just caught putting... Prosciutto all over somebody's minivan, and it messed up all their stick figure stickers on the back. <laughs> it's going to be at least $600 in repairs. What do you do? I will pay you for it right now, and we will deal with their consequence internally, which will end up being an external consequence, but I will pay you for it to fix it right away. I will take that burden as a parent, to not have anybody else burdened by my own child, and then I will deal with their punishment myself. Part of their punishment will be public humiliation. Ooh. Because I am not above that. Like a sign in the in the city square that says prosciutto will ruin your stick figures on your minivan? <laughs> One time. The more you know. <laughs> I was, we were in Palatka, Florida, which is where my wife, where mm-hmm. my wife is from, tiny little town in Florida. We're going into Walmart. They just got a Walmart. Woohoo! The Walmart. We're going in there, and there's a dude, scraggly-looking dude, standing in front of Walmart holding a big white sign that says, I stole from the store. And he was standing there with this terrible look on his face as people walked in and out of the store. And we were in there for an hour or something, because it's Walmart, and we come out, and he's still standing there. And I was like, man, mm-hmm. that judge probably had a big smile on his face when he made that happen. That type of stuff will leave a lasting impression on oh, anybody. Yeah. Not that I want my kids to be humiliated, but like, you want something to stick, like that would make it stick. And I understand probably municipalities and local uh, judges and law enforcement thinking that community service uh, is trying to make good of a bad situation. But I don't think community service should be a punishment. I think community service should be mandatory in a lot mm. of different circumstances. So I think as a punishment, like, you are going to make your community better. <laughs> like, yeah, 
Do okay. good. Okay. Like that that seems disproportionate to me. I think humiliation is a good one. I, I think mean, that there should be a specific type of judge or law school that you get to go to or a, a course in law school about like you don't need to send someone to jail. You don't need to put people in juvenile detention and, and potentially ruin their path in life. Right. You just need to humiliate them in front of their friends for a while and so they don't live part of that down. Yeah, and I mean I'm not I don't want to humiliate people in all honesty. But I do you want think it to stick. I want it to stick. And if it takes standing in front of your peers and having to admit that you messed up and you did something that caused damage, I think that's that seems totally worthwhile, you know, with the hope that there's some grace at the other end of that, mm. you know, that yeah. <clears throat> you can be forgiven and let off the hook for it. But you, I, I think it's a really important for at least a kid to acknowledge the fact publicly that they've made a mistake because it's super easy Go back to Aunt Becky. It's super easy for a parent to step in, fix the problem, and then it just goes away. And then the mm. kid never has to deal with the consequence. Um, I think consequences are a huge learning opportunity. Consequences are, I mean, other than, again, Aunt Becky's family, the consequences <clears throat> are real. It's the most real thing that happens in life. Yeah. You don't operate in a bubble, small child. The things that you do have repercussions, and good and bad. Right. And so if you want to put your, your friend in the dumpster or the garbage can and then hit him with the car and then homeboy falls back and gets a concussion and he can't say ours the rest of his life, like those are repercussions for your actions. <laughs> Is that a thing? I don't know. <laughs> Probably. You know why I don't know if that happened? Because I put comforters and pillows in that dumpster no. while we hit him with the car. I was going to say because you maybe got hit too hard with the car and the trash can one no. time. We mitigated that because we were smart being stupid. <laughs> smart being stupid. Yep. All right, we're almost an hour in. We're going to do a couple uh Yeah, we can do the rest of the pros and cons list from last week. Which, if you are listening to this, send us some pros and cons. The easiest way to do that is to become a patron. Quick plug, got to. A patron of I Like to Make Stuff. Um, and then we have a Discord for patrons of us. And you can go there and leave some topics in the No Instructions Discord. Leave us yeah. some topics or some pros and cons or movies that we have never seen that we could see and talk about or whatever. Anthony's quite chatty on the Discord. So. He is. All right. So, Anthony, I don't know who gave gonna, us this list. You this sent this one more to bag. Me. It is from... Sorry. That's right in Sorry. that microphone. Brandon can cut the mic down. It won't come out. I can cut your mic down. No, no. <laughs> you're like you're stirring a pot of Legos with your microphone at this point. <laughs> I'm trying to. There's like bags and bags and bags. <laughs> I'm almost done. One more tiny. Done. Okay. Okay. These suggestions are from Brian H. From now, Brian H. Brian H. Now I have to do this. Thanks, Brian H. Okay, right. go. So he he had the list from last week, and we're continuing on. So the first one. E-bikes, bicycles with electronic motors. Yeah, e-bikes. I mean, what's the difference between that and a scooter other than, like, form factor? Yeah, I think that's it. Really? You don't look like a six-year-old? <laughs> or is it like a moped style where you can pedal it? Yes, I think that's what it is. Because okay. <clears throat> I've been on this, like, I, I want to research motorcycle thing. And electronic motorcycles are becoming more popular. But then there's 
wheels, just like a, a tire and a wheel assembly you can put onto your like standard bicycle. Mm-hmm. And that is a motor. And so it's like a, a motorized assist. Hmm. So it's kind of like a moped, but without a gas motor, just an electric motor. I mean, I don't know. I've never used one. I guess it could be a pro given your situation. For me, I would kind of rather have a bike and a motorcycle. Hmm. So that I don't feel like I would need both of those things. But, you know, if you have one vehicle and you need it to do a lot of different things, I guess, I don't know. I think I'd be for it. Like, I want a motorcycle just so I can kind of commute back and forth when the weather's nice. And I did that on the bike, but it's, like, super hilly here. So if the electronic Mm. motorized assist can get a little oomph for those hills, then, yeah. I'm all for it. It's an oomph bike. Yeah. That's what you should call it. Oomph bike. Ooh, we should just start another company called Oomph Bike. Got it. Done. Done. Register.com. <laughs> How many ums is that? And is it a PH or an F? Slorpy. We got a Google Trends. How people spell it. <laughs> the second one is car shows. Uh, is this like a like in real life or like TV shows? I'm going to say real life. Okay. Like a display of vintage cars. <clears throat> Ooh, I love car shows. I think you actually meant TV shows. TV shows? Well, we talked about TV shows like we Top Gear last cool, time. Yeah. Okay, well, let, okay, well, let's flip that. Like, there's a a fair or a parade or whatever, and people bring their really nice cars, and they show them off. I think those are super cool. Yeah. I love walking through and looking at old cars because, well, so when we were in the UK recently, we went to the National Motorcycle Museum mm-hmm. in the UK, and it's all British motorcycles, and there were five big rooms, I think five, <clears throat> and these rooms were packed. This isn't like a... There's a one over there, and there's one over there. These were rows hmm. of motorcycles that were almost touching. And I don't have any clue how many, easily 500, wow. maybe 700 bikes. And it was overwhelming because it basically it was all like black and chrome <laughs> just everywhere. And then there was like one room that was all blue and chrome. And, you know, it was kind of hard to tell what you were looking at after a while. But when you zoom in on the details of those bikes, and the car shows are the same way, like badges and trim pieces mm-hmm. and you know gas tank design, it's a bunch of really awesome design that evolved over the course of, I don't know, 50 years or whatever the, the uh, museum covered. And cars are the same way. Like you see design evolve in all those body styles and body panels and the way things are manufactured. I love looking at that stuff. I like looking at the details, not necessarily like standing back and seeing a big truck and be like, oh, look at that big truck. It's like, look at that hood ornament. Yeah. Or look at the the way the mirrors on the side are attached. That's the stuff stuff that the people that restore those cars are most proud of. I would think so. Yeah. yeah. Like, I got that door handle. You know, I realized how hard it was to chop down those door handles. It took me 20 years to find that door handle. Yeah. What do you think about them? I like car shows. I've never been one to maybe scrutinize as much because if I'm at the fair or the whatever's going on, I usually kind of go towards the thing that's going on and the car show is usually on the peripheral somewhere. Hmm. But, I mean, I will easily and happily peruse a car show. Yeah. Did you want to go to the one here? I didn't go to the one There's here. one downtown here every year. Oh. And it's an interesting mixture because it's not just classic cars. It's just cars. Hmm. So there's, you know... Big mudding trucks, mudding trucks. Um, some super swampers. <laughs> there's little like you know tuners. There's classic cars. There's it's just like everything, and so and they're not. I don't think they were sectioned off by type. So you're just kind of wandering through a bunch of random stuff. Yeah. Like some of it's cool, some of it's not. But it's still kind of neat to walk through. Neat. Um, 
Uh, I had another thought. Now I forgot. Oh, car shows. Like, have you ever been to a like a trade show, like a car trade show? No. I went to SEMA one time in Las Vegas, which is actually another one of the things. It's on the list, yeah. yeah. Um, and it was it's this like trade show, and it's gigantic, and it covers. Well, I mean, this was a long time ago, but it covered every type of like car part, like aftermarket part. It covered manufacturers of certain cars. It just everything. And it was so overwhelming, but there was some stuff there that I'd never seen, some stuff that was super cool. You know the Ford GT, the mm-hmm. like race car looking yeah. GT? When you walked into this one room, this whole hall that was all Ford, the way that you got into the hall, they had taken a GT and cut it in half. I don't know how they cut it, mm-hmm. but it was complete. It wasn't like they had taken the body and cut it in half. And then yeah. put the, they cut right down the middle of the engine. Like water jet the whole thing? I, it looks like it. Oh, that's sad. And you walked down... The entrance to this thing was walking through the middle of a GT. Wow. It was super cool. And you wouldn't see that anywhere else. Yeah. Right. Anyway, those are pretty cool if you're really into cars. Well, how was the rest of your... is going, so... I'm so Las Vegas is also on the list. <coughs> I, I'm, I'm fond of Las Vegas. I mean, I know that there's really a whole bunch of reasons people want to go to Las Vegas. I mean, we were visiting people on our way to Washington. We took, like, the long way around. Hmm. And I guess maybe just the the glitz and the the showmanship of that whole town I was not used to seeing. So it was, I don't know, it was kind of neat. Hmm. I'm not one to gamble because I think it's kind of futile. I think I don't want to waste my money somewhere. So I'm not going to be sitting at slot machines or playing blackjack. But I just thought that like this weird desert oasis that is just kind of meant for showmanship. Hmm. I think is. It was nice that one time I went. I don't know if I would go more or why I would need to go, but like we went to go see Blue Man Group. That was super cool. Oh, yeah. I want to go see the uh, the Cirque du Soleil, the Beatles show, which I'm pretty sure is in Las Vegas. Hmm. I've been a couple of times, and I think I had that same reaction the first time I went. I'm like, wow, this is so much light. <laughs> like yeah. It is. It is so much of everything. Then I think the second time I went, it was like, ooh, this is so much of everything. It just feels. It's totally opposite of my personality, the entire city. Oh, yeah. But, and I, and I think the wow factor the first time was there, and the second time it was just like, this is just excess in every way. Oh, yeah. And I, I don't know. I did, it's not interesting. One time was enough for me. I didn't hate it, but, you know. Yeah, and we stayed with people. <clears throat> so, I mean, it was a, a much more, like, kind of smaller and, like, intimate setting where we stayed in people's houses and we had, like, personal stuff. So it wasn't, like, let's go and stay at Caesars and go eat at the whatever crazy buffet. And Gotcha. Yeah, that, that whole town is known for opulence, and I think when you see it, it's kind of spectacular, but I think to, to be in it all the time may start to affect you. I wonder what it would be like. I know a few people that live in Las Vegas, but I wonder what it would be like to live there because when you think of Las Vegas, you're thinking of the Strip, which is a relatively small part of the Yeah, because most of the, the residential stuff is up on the mountain. Yeah. So I wonder what it's like to live there and not really, you know, be a part of the Strip. Like, what know. else is there? Being from the Panhandle of Florida, we're used to tourists all the time. And so it was really frustrating because you couldn't get a parking spot or everything was more expensive because they catered to tourists. And I imagine that that city would have that yeah. uh, 10 times over. Hmm. And the housing boom, I mean, it's it's a service community. So they're building up these big McMansion-looking houses for people that need to service the, all the tourists. And I'm sure when the economy went bad, then it was really, really crazy and sad to to live in certain areas of that town but mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I mean, I, I got no beef with Las Vegas, but then again, I've only been there the one time. And that was, that was good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the times I've visited are enough. I didn't, like I said, I didn't hate it, but I don't think I'll have any reason to go back except for like a specific event or something. Yeah. But. What about the circus? <clears throat> I um, went to the circus one time in Savannah when the kids were really young, and it was fine. It wasn't amazing. It was a, I'm trying to think, I guess it was the Ringling one. I don't really remember. It was fine. They they dug it. Con. And con? Hard con. Really? I don't ever want to go to the circus. Why is that? I, I am not a fan of clowns. Um, and the circus just seems extremely unappealing to me. Not that I am like an animal activist, but... They have all these creatures just to walk around in like a dirty circle for people to stare at. And that seems like a really sad existence for anybody, let alone anything that doesn't really have a say. Hmm. So the mixture of I know that there's clowns there. I know that there's a bunch of animals that are there just to like try to wow people. And it's not like they get to stay in a place like SeaWorld is. I mean, in that same vein is kind of sad, but, you know, at least the whale or whatever has a habitat and these there's like it's a traveling sad circus Hmm. i don't know i think they're mostly shutting down i'm sure there are still some going but i think for that same reason a lot of them are just kind of dying off or they're becoming less about animals and more about acrobatics and because i know the one that we saw there was a lot more there were some animals but there was a lot more people stuff Hmm. than animals do you see circuses and cirque du soleil being the same thing one just being more permanent and uh, opulent? I don't know. The only Cirque du Soleil thing I've seen was a kind of seasonal holiday. And it, it was more of like a, I mean, it's just a performance. Yeah. But like a people, you know, highly trained. Yeah, like acrobatics. Yeah. yeah. Like I, and it was, it was very musically based and stuff. I don't know. I see those as kind of different. But I've only had one, of exper- one experience of each of them, too, so. Yeah, when I see the little circus flyers at, like, restaurants or whatever, kind of by the, the counter where you pay, like, ugh. Hmm. Nope. I'm not going to go to the circus. Yeah, and I'm not going to take my kids to the circus. And it's not that I am, like, trying to instill in them this, this disdain for animal cruelty or clowns. The second one, I could probably do that easily. But it's that's something that I don't want to be around, so don't ask Dad to go to the circus because I'm not going. You know, I've never understood the clown thing. Uh, I mean, I'm not, mm. whatever. Everybody can like, dislike whatever they want. You know, I'm not. You mean someone's desire to want to be a clown? No, like, I don't see what the huge, I don't have an aversion to clowns. I don't like them. I don't look forward to them or anything. But, like, some people just are really, really uncomfortable. I'm quite uncomfortable around them. And I've just, it doesn't hit with me. This is real talk, people. (laughs) You've made it this far. You know this about so if me. If you want to freak him out real good. Somebody did that to me on my birthday, and they got punched mm. in the face. Yeah. Not joking. Hmm. I don't know. I I had a bad dream when I was a kid, and, like, I would get this dream when I was sick. This dream would, like, reoccur, hmm. and I was being chased around by a clown. And I remember my uncle worked at the White House, and they would have the Easter egg roll every year, yes. which is this thing that they do. And I remember there's a picture in my parents' house of me and my brother and my cousin with this clown, and I'm kind of freaking out. 
So I don't know if it was like from whatever that moment. I don't remember that moment. Or if that was just a my natural reaction to people dressed up like clowns. Hmm. But I am uh, I am uncomfortable. Hmm. To the point where I'm gonna make a wide berth around that person. We're not gonna make eye contact because I feel like I don't know what is going on with a person to make them want to do that, to make them want to dress up like that. <laughs> I try to Okay. It's hard for me to go like, yeah, that's just like a lady. That's a lady. It's just like this is like a lady you see at the store. But why? Like why do you do that? <laughs> Why are you doing that to people? I don't know. Huh. Well, it's funny because, like, if you think about, you know, cosplay, people want to dress up like different things for because they enjoy the whatever. And I guess that doesn't translate to the clown thing. Like, I, I, I'm with you in that I don't know why you would want to dress up like a clown. But I also don't know why a lot of people do a lot of things. So, Mimes are just super mean clowns. <laughs> Rude. Antagonistic. <laughs> So does this does this for you go with like people in Easter Bunny costumes and stuff like that too, or is it just the smiley faced clowns? Um, what the like my affinity to it? Yeah, I mean, I like, am I am indifferent to people that dress up like characters. Okay, gotcha. But if that character happens to be a clown, that's different, <laughs> okay. and I don't know why. Okay. I remember I tried to watch it as a as like a grown man. I'm like, you should be able to do this. This Tim Curry. You know it's Tim Curry. Like, you've seen Tim Curry in lots of stuff. It's just him in a different thing. Can't do it. Huh. Can't make it through it. I mean, I wouldn't have any interest in watching that, so I wouldn't watch it. Mm. But I don't have like a, you know. Yeah, I don't want to do it. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. No. Cool. Yeah. Now we know. Hurry for me. <laughs> That's something about me. Okay. We're all now closer. Do we have any other... Uh, Pros and cons on there? Uh, I think that was probably enough. Yeah. Okay. The, someone asked, also, are there any podcast recommendations? Not necessarily maker-oriented, just in general. I spend a lot of time at a desk all week. <clears throat> just need some good audio entertainment. Well, No Dumb Questions, I think, is the one I would almost always recommend. Yeah. Um, I think they cover a lot of different stuff. They're just fun to listen to. They're friends of mine as well, uh, so I want to recommend them, but... If you're listening to this show, you probably already listened to No Dumb Questions. <laughs> I'd imagine. My, the first No Dumb Questions I listened to was the one where they talked about the um, the night terror monster. Oh, yeah. I was hooked. Yeah, that was a good one. I'm like, this is real talk. That was good. Yeah. And then I was on an airplane one time, and there's something about the ones that they find things funny, where Matt and Dustin were talking about things in life where they think are hilarious, and they just sort of cracking up like a bunch of little kids, and then I'm cracking up like on a window seat. And a packed airplane, looking like some <laughs> maniacal idiot just laughing to myself. I can't wear my clown costume, so I'm just going to sit here and laugh like a yeah. crazy person. <laughs> but that's a, I mean, that's a good one that has never, like I listen to Radiolab, and Radiolab can get very heavy. Yeah. And can weigh on you <clears throat> and has a lot of social issues that, you know, can try to help you be a more enlightened person to the, the plight of others. But no dumb questions. It's I mean they can they can talk about subjects that that could be very impactful, but they do it in a very uplifting and upbeat and non soul heavy yeah. way. Yeah, I agree. Do you have any other recommendations? Uh, there is a series that Radiolab put out uh, about the Supreme Court called something. Hmm. That's um, an odd name for a podcast about the Supreme Court. But crap, what's it called? I'll allow it. Uh, I don't remember, <laughs> but I really like the law, like all things lawyer, lawyer 
ish related to being a lawyer. Especially the Supreme Court, I think, is really cool Hmm. because a lot of things that people are upset about in life that they can try to blame a politician or politicians think that they can change, it's all in the Supreme Court. And those big, massive cases all usually boil down to like a single person or a a group looking for a poster child to to plant a claim onto. Hmm. And they would normally go out and find the person that, you know, these huge, massive, sweeping um, court cases kind of boil down to. And it's really interesting to get their perspective on things. Hmm. And it's very interesting. What is it called? I don't know. I've actually been looking for some new podcasts as well, and I haven't really found anything that – a lot of people recommend things, but they just don't sound like something I would want to listen to. Like it's not topical enough for me, and I don't know what I'm looking for. So it makes it kind of frustrating. But well, Every <clears throat> once in a while, depending on what they're talking about, I'll listen to How Did This Get Made? And it's a pretty raunchy. Like it's, it's vulgar. Hmm. But uh, it's these three guys um, – uh, actually, two guys and a, and a girl. They're on a bunch of movies. One guy was in John Wick Three, the homeless guy. Oh. He's on that. Oh yeah. Yeah, hmm. but they. It's funny to hear them talk about a movie that I have never seen. They just pretty much rip on terrible movies, and it's really fun sometimes to listen to them talk about a movie I've never seen because I'm like, this is just bonkers. Like that that makes no sense, and you don't know what's coming next because they're just talking about a movie that's really stupid. Hmm. And the more they talk about, it, the stupider the movie sounds. It's like if you're going to listen to somebody explain Birdemic to you for 40 minutes, <laughs> laughing the entire time, which I'm pretty sure they have done. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Cool. Well, oh, uh, I was going to say, where can people find you? But they can find you in somewhere different. Oh, yeah, I right? changed stuff up. Yeah. So, More Perfect. Ah, that's the name. More Perfect. More Perfect is the name of the Supreme Court podcast that Radio Lab puts I out. I would not have called that. Yep. Okay. And um, from the ground up, Keith Decent's podcast. You listen to that one? Oh, yeah, I have. Yeah. That's really good. I was actually in it. I did it. I recorded a line for the one episode of that. Oh. La di da. La di da is right. I record two podcasts. Oh, yeah. Fine. Yeah. So the PI workshop on social media is kind of not around anymore. The YouTube channel is still there because people like to watch RV videos that I don't want to make anymore. So if you're interested in anything RV-related, you can go to the PI Workshop on YouTube, and I'll get your .003 cents per view. But on Instagram and Twitter, it's Josh Makes Stuff, Josh underscore Makes Stuff. Mm. There you go. I think that's important to note. Yeah. Because I make things, and I don't need to hide behind a alter ego with bad branding anymore. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thanks, Forby. <laughs> Did he tell you that? Indirectly. Oh, okay. No, I, no. <laughs> he did it in the nicest Forby way possible. Okay. When we were at Maker Fair, he was sitting in the crowd and we came down and he was like, <sighs> he's like, we need to talk about your branding. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. He's like, and then he'd ask me a bunch of questions and made me go like, yeah, I don't need to do this anymore. It's not a business. It's hmm. never really made a lot of money. I can make things on my own. My name is Josh. So why don't I just simplify this entire thing? Hmm. There you go. Yeah. Cool. Well, you can find all of us at I Like to Make Stuff on all the stuff. Uh, like I said before, if you want to help out the show, Patreon is the best way to do it. And that's a good way to get us topics and pros and cons and let us know what you think of the show. Also, if you think somebody would like this show that you know, send it to them. That would be awesome as well. Post it on some social media platforms, which a lot of people seem to really enjoy the last episode. 
I've had at least four people reach out to me on the various platforms and tell me how much they, they liked the last one. So What was the last one about? Uh, parenting and kids. Mm. Oh. And that was the one where, uh, listen, let your kids talk. Listen to your oh, children. Oh, yeah. That one. Yeah. That one was a good one. Yeah, we should do a follow-up on that at some point. When we, have we should some... interview our kids. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, we should talk about that again once we have some experience with trying that. My wife did it yesterday because she listened to the podcast. Oh. And she said it worked like gangbusters. They had a great day yesterday. Wow. Hmm. Okay. Well, I need to do better. I actually haven't really had an opportunity to do that yet, but we'll see. I'll go wrestle up some trouble. (laughs) Great. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.